Good morning. Welcome to 49ers in 5, your daily update on everything happening with the team that you need to know. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. Today is Friday, November 4th, 2022. Here's what's happening with your San Francisco 49ers. John Lynch sat down with Tim Kawakami on the TK Show podcast yesterday and had some interesting things to say, as he usually does. The first thing I want to play is actually two different answers from John, but I think they show a little bit of what the relationship is like between he and Kyle Shanahan. Here's Lynch talking about what conversations between he and Kyle were like once they got into the Christian McCaffrey trade talks. I always love the conversations when you go down and mention something to Kyle. He's like, no, there's no way we're getting that, dude. <laughs> like, there's no way. Um, you're dreaming, you know? And I said, well, it's all right to dream. Let me let me go work on it and see what we got. It's funny you said that when, when I asked Kyle, like, were you the guy pushing this, pushing this? He goes, oh, hell no. I was going saying, here's what's wrong with it. Here's how, well, we can't do it, uh, which I get about Kyle, uh, but mm-hmm. also, once it becomes a possibility, you know, once you're telling them we're in this, we we might have the best offer. Is that when Kyle's like, let's, we got to do this. We like the coaches, right? Coaches like, let's get the guy. Let's just get the guy. Is, yeah. is that how it kind of worked out? Yeah. I've always been impressed though with Kyle's discipline because I know that's the case with coaches. It's, it's, uh, you know, our, our job is to have, you know, more pragmatic view and hey, we got to think three years out. Coaches want it now. Well, I want it now too. And Kyle, sometimes the governor on me. And I, I think we, we have done a good job over the years, kind of balancing each other out. Um, at times it's, it's me wanting to push the limits and him saying, come on, man, we got to, we got to hold tight here. We've got a good team. And at other times it's him. Um, now when he does hit that and, and, and decides he wants to go for something, there's no stopping. And so then it's my job to pull him back. But I think that works well. And, and we've got a good team around us. I thought that was an interesting window into sort of what their dynamic is like. I think sometimes we kind of overlook how much the personalities of the coach and the GM influence a franchise. Ideally, I think you want people that complement one another, like Lynch and Shanahan, rather than people who all think the same way. There are so many different things that pop up during a year that teams have to discuss and navigate before they decide what to do. You need a front office that communicates honestly without worrying whether somebody's going to get upset about something they hear or get their feelings hurt. And it sounds like there's a pretty good give and take in San Francisco, which isn't surprising considering they have one of the best rosters in the league. Now, more from Lynch. Listen to him discuss the play of Aaron Banks. I'd be lying to you. His training camp wasn't wasn't tremendous you know and so there were some concerns that's his rookie trend no i'm talking this year going into year two it it wasn't always great and um but to the kid's credit you know he got better each day and i give chris furster james craig um the whole line group of coaches a a really um i give them a lot of credit i give aaron the most credit though because he kept his head down he kept grinding and he he's he's a gamer. He uh, you, you have to practice well to, to play well in this league. But he he does have a special quality and I love it. Um, come game game time, he's a better player than he is. And then he looks out here on the practice field and that's nothing against his work ethic. I just think he's got that. He's got this competitive nature and it brings in the better the player he's going against, the better he plays as well. And so. Um, we're really excited about him. We always say that John Lynch will definitely give you at least one answer that's completely unfiltered. And honestly, I think that was it. Banks is crushing it this year. And I have said many times I was totally wrong about him. It's okay to be wrong. And I clearly have to take the L on that one. 
Last one for you, Kawakami asked Lynch about Amazon coming after him last year to return to the broadcast booth, and John told a great story about how the whole thing started thanks to a friendship that he had built up over the years with the executive producer of Thursday Night Football, Fred Gadelli. One day, um, you know, late last season, he kind of sent me a note, and I said, Freddie, we're in the midst of this thing. I, can, I couldn't possibly you know, sit down and talk with you. And he, I just want to have dinner. And, you know, finally, you know, for a friendship, I just relented and, and uh, had no idea what they were going to dump on me. And, and he showed up with some execs from Amazon. We did it at, at my house, Linda and I, and had some Mexican food, some margaritas. And and next thing you know, they dropped this bomb. <laughs> they want to hire me. And uh, that Mr. Bezos is very aware of this, of this dinner going on. And, um, you know, um, the price is really not an option. They, they felt like it was like, whoa, this is a lot. And I said, I can't even think about this right now. You know, I've, I've got a duty to our team and I feel feel dirty even being here. <laughs> I just was having dinner with a friend. So why ultimately did Lynch stay if that much money was on the table? At the end of the year, we, we, we didn't play well. Um, you know, we didn't finish in that championship game. And, you know, oftentimes at the end of the season, Kyle's just so gassed that he say, John, I need you. And every now and then during the season, I can, can you address our team? And so I just tried to put my thoughts into how we come back from a loss like that and um, talked about the courage it was going to take. And ultimately, that's what really got me, Tim, other than my loyalties to the to the York family, how good they've been to us, how much we've enjoyed this whole situation, um, you know, and then primarily our my, my relationship with Kyle, my friendship and my respect for him and the coaching staff that we have, that my staff, all that weighed in. But ultimately, when it came down to making that decision, because the money did get ridiculous, um, you know, I, all, all I could think about was that me getting up and talking to mm-hmm. that team. And if I left them with unfinished business, I, w- I would never feel good. That wouldn't sit well with me. And so, you know, I, I kind of. Like I even surprised Kyle and Jed because they they knew they said, listen, um, we love you. We don't want you to go anywhere, but that's a hard thing to turn down. But ultimately, I did, and uh, I'm happy that I did. Some weeks, I appreciate. <laughs> yeah. I just thought that was really cool. I'm always fascinated by the what ifs in sports, right? There are so many trades that are talked about or meetings that take place involving all these potential moves that would have had massive impacts on sports that never come to fruition. And so we almost never really find out about them and they kind of just disappear. So whenever I hear something about one of those and I get the chance to share it with you, I'm going to, and I hope you like it as much as I do. We always give you one thing to read, one thing to watch, and one thing you might have missed. One thing to read on this Friday, CanBR.com transcribed part of an interview they did with Steve Young this week where he talked about the new edition of Christian McCaffrey. Steve compared CMC to a guy he used to play with back in the day that should have old Niner fans like me very excited. One thing to watch, George Kittle is apparently starting every day of the bye week with a polar plunge. His wife Claire posted a story on Instagram of Kittle taking a dip somewhere on the planet, and let's just say it didn't exactly look fun, but whatever man, you do you. One thing you may have missed from the Athletics Power Rankings this week, of the nine rookies with at least 100 pass rushing snaps, Drake Jackson's rate of hitting the quarterback per pass rush snap is the second best in the league. There might be a few teams kicking himself for passing on him. That's a wrap on today's 49ers and 5. Please rate, review, and follow the Niners Nation Podcast Network. Enjoy your Friday and your weekend, everybody. I'm Rob Stats Guerrera. We'll talk tomorrow. 